So, hello everyone. This is the second episode of the AI Guild podcast series. My name is uh, Tobias Sterbach and I'm an AI Guild member and freelance data scientist in Berlin. And today we have one uh, of the AI Guild members in Berlin here. She's in studio with me right now. It's Rachel Berryman. Hello. She's a data scientist and currently working as a data science consultant um, at PM1 Group in Berlin. So thanks a lot, Rachel, for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. Just right, get into it, right? So how was, um, how did you get into data science first? Um, yeah, I definitely don't have kind of a traditional background, um, like a lot of people in data science. Um, I didn't study computer science or anything like that. Um, so I'm from the US and did my bachelor's degree in economics and then did a master's degree in Scotland in sustainable development, where I focused on environmental economics. Um, so I've definitely always been interested in data and numbers, but definitely how those things apply to the greater world, I would say. But when I was at least in university, I really didn't know, like many people, that data science um, existed. And after my master's began working as an analyst, um, which I quickly found out involved doing a lot of boring, repetitive tasks, mostly involving writing SQL scripts, um, doing a lot of the same type of analysis over and over again. Um, and having studied economics and being very interested in efficiency, I was always trying to find better ways to do that, um, which led me quite quickly into writing some basic code. Um, but the company that I was first working for as an analyst wasn't really that interested in kind of automation or data science on a larger scale. So I really got fully into data science when I quit my job as an analyst and moved to Berlin to do a full-time three-month boot camp in data science. Uh, quite, quite a nice journey. Mm -hmm. Interesting, really interesting. So now you work as a data science consultant for the German market, right? Right. So what are you doing there on a daily basis? Um, I would say it's a lot of the same type of things that people would do in-house. Um, the data science process overall is the same. It's just in a lot of ways a lot shorter and faster. So basically you get um, data that say at a company you would have a lot more time to process and work with because that's proprietary data. Um, it's your job to only work with that data. Um, what I've seen so far being a data science consultant is that you have a lot less time, but a lot more um, variation in the types of projects and the types of data that you see. Okay, okay. So comparing this to the, to the in-house position you already started, right? Mm. Um, you would say yeah, you have a lot more focus on the project. So how is the scope at the beginning of the project? If I, like for me as a freelancer, it's always hard to scope project as, mm. as a consultant, right? Because you don't know what the data will, will bring you, how it will work out. Yep. So how is it f working for you? Mm. Do, you do you have any any? Yeah, well, I'm really lucky that um, I'm part of a team and mm. that also a lot, at least of the projects that I've worked on so far, I'm quite new as a consultant, but um, have been with companies that um, my company has worked with for a while. So um, they have some experience with us and the team. The team also has usually some experience with that type of data, or at least the company. So I haven't really seen any big problems with scope so far. Um, but yeah, it definitely is still a challenge to get to know brand new data like it would be for any freelance job. Mm, I see. Interesting. Interesting. So do, do you also have to communicate results to the client mm -hmm. or is there like an in-between person, like a broader data science team of mm -hmm. data science management, data science 
like analysts or yep. whatever researchers mm -hmm. and data engineering? Yeah, so there we work closely with data engineers and analysts at my company. And then there's also a project lead mm -hmm. um, who is less technical, who manages kind of more of the expectation setting and expectation management. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a team effort and a lot of working back and forth with all those um, people and with the customer uh, quite frequently. So it's definitely not what I kind of expected at the beginning, which was that we would get the data, kind of go away and do something with it for a while and then go back and present it. I've been pleasantly surprised it's not like that. It's really like weekly catch-up calls with the client. What does the data look like? What have you done? Um, also with technical people at the client side. So data engineers working in-house for them or data scientists, and that's really helpful. Ah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. um, so you had like multiple different positions so far. So. How would you say, like, how is the data science field? I mean, data science is quite a broad term nowadays, right? How is the field progressing so far? Okay. Yeah, that's been really exciting for me um, because I'm definitely more of a business focused data scientist. Um, and at least when I first started working as a data scientist, even not that long ago, two years ago, the field was not that mature. And a lot of companies also didn't know what they were thinking at all when they were hiring a data scientist. Um, especially a lot of startups would just hire one data scientist when what they probably needed was a data engineer. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And this data scientist most of the time would be alone and frustrated. Yeah, so I have really seen that the field is maturing and that you're starting to see data scientists working at what I consider to be kind of more research-oriented roles. Mm -hmm. So where they really have a lot of um, chance to do trial and error. So for example, a lot of like the autonomous driving companies, things like that. Of course, a lot of the big mega tech companies in the Valley, you'll also have a lot more of these kind of researchy people. Um, but the field is also maturing a lot within more established companies who really just have data scientists to really focus on using the data that they have and getting things into production. So that's been cool to see. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the field is changing quite quickly, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of new, new um, chances basically every day. So what would you say, what would you recommend to new people in the field or people who want to probably transition to that field mm -hmm. like, like you did kind yep. of? Because there are a lot of people, I guess, out there working with data on certain, certain levels mm -hmm. and probably thinking about moving to, to data science. What would you actually say, uh, for, different question first, like what mm -hmm. would you say is the difference between a more analytics uh, focused role compared to a data science role? Or is mm. there any difference? It's just a title? Um, yeah, so I think in a lot of companies now that aren't, like I kind of mentioned before, don't have this more researchy type data scientist who's really, really focused on, for example, only doing deep learning or something like that, um, that on the other side, if you're working as what I would consider to be more of a business-focused data scientist, mm -hmm. you're going to be doing some analysis pretty much all the time. The line is pretty pretty blurred or the border isn't that strong between BI and data science in a lot of these cases. Mm -hmm. Because in my opinion, if you're doing business-focused data science well, then you're putting things to production often, you're doing A-B testing, you're iterating and seeing how your models are actually impacting the business. And then of course that involves also looking at past data, also mm -hmm. not only predicting into the future. And that actually ties pretty well into what advice I would give people trying to enter the field, um, is to just own the skills that you have and see where that fits in where the field is progressing. At least when I first started, I would sometimes get really discouraged um, meeting more 
researchy focused data scientists who mostly had PhDs in physics or computer science. And I would always think, oh, that's not me. I don't know if I can succeed in this field. And then when I finally just started to own that I have a lot of other skills that maybe those people don't have that are also still really valuable in the field, um, that's when I started to find opportunities that just fit a lot better to what I also liked, which was connecting the data to its actual purpose, mm-hmm. helping people actually see results from the data and not getting so caught up in the theory. So I would really tell people to not see whatever background you did that isn't directly data science or directly theory as a hindrance and really see it as an asset. Okay, good tips. Um, you're, you're talking about a little bit, like, have you experienced like the, this data science frustration? Like you worked on something for, for months probably and it's not working out or you, you can't progress or you're digging into noisy data, messing around with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone does. Um, but that's when I think it's really, really important to find communities like the AI Guild, mm-hmm. um, which has been so great for, I think, everyone to get together and talk about the common struggles that we all have, not just with messy data, but also with maybe people at companies who don't understand data, mm-hmm. um, people who don't understand how long a data science process can take before something's really delivering value. And having that community around is really helpful with that. Yeah, come to the AI Guild meetings mm-hmm. and yeah, talk to us probably, we can recommend it. So let's change the topic a little bit. So you mentioned the data science retreat, Mm -hmm. you did a bootcamp there. So how was your experience in this this bootcamp? Like it's, how long is it, three months? It's three months. Um, I would say much more than full time. We had pretty much six (laughs) days per week of teaching with one random day off, usually like a Tuesday um, (laughs) per week. Interesting Um, For me, it was truly pretty overwhelming and took quite a few months afterward when I was working in industry for everything to really come together. Mm. Um, Just because in these three months you're learning so, so much and also very broad um, knowledge. So you're learning everything from software engineering best practices to really deep algorithm theory to trying to do your own project on something. Mm. Um, And it took at least for me a while of actually working on something and putting it into practice before I could really see where all these various pieces fit together. But overall, um, the experience of doing a bootcamp for me was great because you are a learning at such a faster pace than you could ever do on your own. I really liked how the data science retreat was structured in that we learned from practitioners actually working in the field Mm -hmm. um, and didn't just have kind of one teacher throughout the whole time. So there were some teachers, of course, that taught um, in different ways or that were more theoretical or more practical, but I really enjoyed that. Nice, nice. Um, and now now you moved on basically mm-hmm. and you are a teacher and mentor at the data mm-hmm. science retreat yourself. Exactly. So, so what, what topics do you like to teach? And what? Um, right now I'm teaching mostly at the beginning of the course, um, so pretty introductory topics like pandas, um, which is obviously mm-hmm. super important for anyone wanting to work with data in Python. <laughs> um, I also give a short introduction now to finding a job as a data scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, I've taught a course on building model pipelines for machine learning. Um, but I really like personally teaching the classes toward the beginning when people don't have that much confidence. Maybe they're worried about their coding skills. Um, 
I really like kind of finding those people with a similar background like me who maybe don't have the, as much confidence or think that they can't succeed in this field and kind of saving them <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> and helping them feel um, welcome and like there is a place for them in the field. Nice. So, yeah, so like what, what kind of people is like broad, broad range of people applying there? Like also there were PhDs and analysts or probably even people outside the data field at all? Yeah, it's um, a really huge um, range you can kind of start to see little groupings over multiple iterations that there's usually people transitioning from academia. Mm -hmm. So maybe they've worked with things like MATLAB and R in the past and done a few research positions, obviously worked a lot with data, but not necessarily in a production or um, business ready way. Mm -hmm. So they're mostly trying to like up their coding skills and generally less help on the theory. There's always a lot of people who have worked in industries similar to my background. Um, and there are also oftentimes people who worked in specifically the software engineering industry who then want to just learn more about machine learning and go into something like machine learning engineering. So yeah, trying to teach to that really diverse group is always difficult, but I think the data science retreat does a good job at finding a middle ground. And what, what, what do you consider like challenges of teaching this much content to people in a short time? Mm -hmm. like? Um, well, I'm lucky that, and one thing that I think is good is that each teacher only teaches one topic. So this is generally like two days, one or two day classes, which is helpful because then most of the times the teachers are still really passionate. They're usually teaching something that they really enjoy or care about. So that definitely uh -huh. helps. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really great. What what did you learn while teaching? I mean, I learn something that... every single time, um, okay. which is so great and something that I didn't necessarily expect at the beginning. Um, people always look at how a particular package works or why something is important from a completely different way than I would have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, you learn way more, I think, than your students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, good uh, thing to know. So in the, the view of, of the data science retreat and your experience, what, what is the, your view basically on the data science scene in mm -hmm. Berlin? Like, What are the challenges they are facing? What are they moving towards? Um, yeah, it's definitely still becoming a lot more mature, which I see as a really good thing. Um, a lot of companies have tried something with data science, failed and not gotten too jaded and are now trying to do it right, which is very exciting to me. Some challenges are still always finding good talent and also I think matching the right talent because there is definitely um, a huge gap in kind of the recruitment space mm -hmm. a lot of the time and every data scientist knows this and will agree that every time um, recruiters often don't have that much technical knowledge or understanding and oftentimes when they're the gatekeeper to whether or not the technical people actually get to see a candidate they I think sometimes there's a disconnect there um, so that definitely remains one of the biggest challenges and also companies really knowing what they need is still a huge challenge because um, I've had so many friends in the data science community who went to interviews for, for example, a head of data science position and were asked, okay, are you ready to build us a data pipeline? And these people have said, okay, what you really are looking for is basically a data engineering consultant mm -hmm. to come in for a couple of months and build you um, an ETL pipeline, but you're not looking for really a head of data science or a principal data scientist. So I think this is one of the biggest challenges um, in the field at the moment. Yeah, I mean, this whole title thing mm -hmm. in data science completely screw, screwed yeah. up, right? Yep. Like, and yeah. it's starting to get slightly better because at least now 
the role of data engineer and data scientists are becoming more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting to have other titles like machine learning engineer or something like deep learning scientist might be for some of those more like researchy type roles. Um, so these things are helping, but still under the title of data scientist, it's still extremely broad. So I would also recommend to both companies and candidates to get really, really clear on the specifications, what specific type of data scientist they're looking for, because there's a lot of companies who want someone more communicative, who's basically going to be interfacing with the business quite a bit, helping them figure out what they actually need. And then there are people who really want a software engineer who understands machine learning. Are there that many software engineers that understand <laughs> machine learning? Like, mm-hmm. like, honest question? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not a recruiter, but... I um, mean, that, that would be still working as software engineers right. and not... Not as a data engineer or yeah, something data like engineer, that. machine learning yeah, engineer. Right. And I think this is always the, the difficult part. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I also noticed that like the, the amount of companies that are looking for like the one in all data scientists mm-hmm. is like decreasing at yes. least slightly. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. So the data engineering field seems to be really on the rise. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Talking about maturing, I mean, probably had the same experience at PyData, PyCon mm-hmm. in Berlin this year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, have you, exper- uh, have you attended PyData or PyCon No, nope, this was my first um, ah. PyData. Mm-hmm. Ah, so yeah, I had experience, like I was there like a few years ago, and I was like really a lot of PhDs and master students mm-hmm. presenting their topics, mm-hmm. and now it was really business focus yeah. and data pipelines yep. and productionizing models mm-hmm. and measuring and I definitely saw that trend too. Yeah, so that was really was really nice to see. Um, and you also gave a talk. At, yes. At, um, so at, I co-presented at, with another AI mm-hmm. Guild member, um, Dania Mayore. We Hi. presented about um, avoiding FOBO, which stands for fear of a better option in machine learning, mm-hmm. um, because we basically wanted to tackle this problem, um, which also comes with the field maturing. Um, but there are still a lot of companies or data scientists who are very much kind of not focused on starting with the problem and finding the right solution for that problem, but starting from the technology and going from there. So we especially focused on um, companies who specifically want to be thought of as quote unquote AI companies and think that they need some neural network somewhere in their (laughs) GitHub (laughs) to fundraise um, problems like this. And so we um, presented a few different options that are already out there, just sort of in- To, To do what? to plan basically data science projects um, and avoid kind of getting stuck in exactly what you talked about, like these struggles where maybe you're trying something and it's not working or maybe from the whole organization side, it's not really working. Um, So one example that we gave is the AI project canvas um, where you start from basically the value proposition of any machine learning um, project that you want to do, where maybe you also realize that it doesn't actually need machine learning. So you start from what is going to be the value of this product and then you really come from this focus of, okay, we're going to make a product. It's going to solve a problem. There are going to be costs associated with that. What are they? What is the value that it's actually going to bring? So for example, that also can help um, business people get a lot more focused on what they actually need or want. Um, and it can help really focus them. So instead of just saying, we need a churn predictor, helping them say, okay, what is the value of that? How are we going to actually measure if some churn predictor, for example, that we make is good or bad? What does success look like with this project? 
Um, that sounds really good. It might help to ask like important questions at exactly. the beginning and not like when you're in the project. Yes. I think like, wait, yep. <laughs> we should measure something here, but what are we actually measuring? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. So thanks for the, for the tip. Mm -hmm. Will help me and probably our listeners. <laughs> yeah, nice. Do you do you have any any questions I forgot to ask and you would like to talk about or are you um, completely happy? <laughs> yeah, I think that I would just sum up by saying um, that I'm really excited by where the field is going in that it's becoming a lot more inclusive. It's becoming um, a field that starts to value um, more diverse backgrounds and more diverse ideas and realizes that especially for having an understanding of data and being able to really um, make something worthwhile out of data, you have to have a lot of um, various opinions and you have to have a lot of different people around the table looking at and working with that data and they can't all be exactly the same or have exactly the same background. And that's really exciting for me. That's a, that's a good summary. Yeah. I actually have one last question I mm -hmm. just thought about. Are you kind of scared of a new AI winter coming? Because like now there's a lot of companies out there promising like miracles from mm -hmm. AI and everyone is like thinking AI will take over the world in the next 10 years or at least some people advertising this mm -hmm. quite heavily. So are you, are you scared of like the kind of AI bubble? It might look like a bubble might burst in there. I'm definitely mm -hmm. not scared of that because there are so many companies who are maybe not going to be doing quote-unquote AI as in something similar to like autonomous driving, but who can be using data science to really bring a lot of value. And I really see that part of the field growing a lot at the moment and definitely kind of getting beyond the hype bubble to actually things really working and bringing value, which I think will actually bring kind of more interest to that more tangible part of the field. So maybe the field will shift more to that side, but I definitely don't think it's going to be a complete winter or that companies at this point are suddenly going to think it's not worth investing in data. So it's like like paired with the maturing of the field basically, right? right? Mm. Might be hard for new talent probably that is sold like building the Terminator, but right. <laughs> then they do SQL queries and analyzing mm -hmm. data and digging in messy yep. data all day, right? But yeah, mm. I see also a lot of value proposition mm -hmm. still. So you also don't think the AI winter is on the horizon i mean i mean there will be I, I guess there will be kind of an ai venture but it will more it will hit like research harder i guess than the business field yeah, actually because, i would agree because they rely on funding right mm. and at least in in europe on um, governmental funding and if there's like nothing happening nothing exciting then probably this will stop mm -hmm. i mean if there's business value proposition then it will continue to to grow right so thanks a lot for being here Thank with you. me and um, looking forward to the next AI Guild dinner. Yes. If you haven't heard about it, um, check out the website of the AI Guild. Theguild.ai. Ah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, join the Guild, show up to the meetings and talk to us. Yes. Thanks a lot again. Thank and you. And see you next time.